welcome back to whatever. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Thank you again for returning to chat with me here on the seventh episode of Whatever with me, Jonathan French. I can't believe it's already the seventh episode. I mean, six. I mean, the very first one was an intro, a trailer, but we'll count it. Today, you know, we're just about a week away from Christmas, and I just wanted to share a, I'm not going to be long today, um, but I just wanted to share a thought I had about a few things today that directly relate to Christmas and to things from my childhood. And I believe a lot of you will probably relate to this. And if you didn't realize you were, you would relate to it, you might by the time this is over. So let's just jump into it. You know, growing up, um, you know, just like most kids, I, I love Christmas. I still do. It's my favorite, you know, time. It's my, not just my favorite, you know, day, Christmas day, but the season of Christmas is always so great. And I feel like people get a little bit happier, maybe, even though we get stressed with all the shopping and all that. Overall, I think people feel festive and they just, there's just something about the holidays, the Christmas holidays, that is, that just maybe bring out the best in people if they allow it to. And I, and I always try to let the holiday season bring out the best in me. It always, I mean, it definitely brings out the festive side of me. My kids get frustrated because we'll be in the car and I want to listen to the same Christmas stuff over and over and over, which speaking of which my new favorite Christmas song as of right now, just because it's so fun, is um, a group called Wren Collective, well, they're a band, they do a version of Christmas in Killarney. And it is so great. It's very fast. It's very upbeat. So it's just tremendous to be in the car driving and listening to that song. So if you haven't heard it, go check out the Wren Collective Christmas in Killarney. It's, it'll change your life. You know, and yeah, so as kids, you know, almost every kid loves Christmas. And, um, you know, the gifts and everything, it's, it's always exciting. But, you know, with the season, I like all the Christmas songs and, you know, Christmas stories. It's down with my kids and we'll watch like, um, we just watched the Peanut Christmas, Charlie Brown Christmas the other day. Super funny. I'd actually never seen it. It's not new, um, but I'd never seen it. So me and the kids and Vera sat down and watched that with them. It's super funny and it was really sweet. And I, you know, I, you know, wasn't worried about it having something in there. My kids, you know, shouldn't see, you know, and, you know, Bear and I, as, you know, trying to be diligent parents, you know, if there's something that's coming out that I think might be suitable for the kids, you know, I'll get on YouTube and I'll watch reviews about it. Um, and I'll just start Googling stuff about it to, you know, see what's going on. Um, you know, and a lot of these new Disney plus movies have had a lot of, you know, garbage in it. 
and so many uh so many uh, very and well not even subliminal but like straight up in your face messaging you know that's frustrating as an adult but as a kid it's just confusing and I don't want to have to sit down after watching something with my kids and explain why this is garbage I, not at not at eight and four years old I'm not I don't want to do that and shame on places like Disney and all that that are putting things in front of children you know like this and and a lot of you listening probably know what I'm talking about the new Buzz Lightyear movie um, which Tim Allen was not Buzz Lightyear um, it had a lot of garbage in it uh, this newest one that's come out uh, called Strange World a lot of garbage in it and I'm just not I've told my kids we're not going to watch it and then before both of those you had that one called uh, Turning Red that just came out not too long ago and full of garbage and I'll probably do another podcast episode here where I talk about these individually um because I mean having little kids in the house I mean I take it serious to not let them be exposed to these things um so we're going to get into the meat of that in just a little bit and Tim Allen will be a big part of this conversation but you know also with this season you know uh, you know living in Georgia we don't see any snow um, growing up in Chicago and in Annapolis like I did for many many years until I was you know Nathan and I were you know basically young adults and moved out to California which I've already talked about I saw snow every year and not just snow I saw mountain, like literal mountains of snow. Uh, we were living in Indianapolis, and I have these, um, well, we had these long blue and orange sleds. You know, they probably weren't huge, but looking back, they felt like they were real big sleds. And um, we could build snow mountains over the big green electrical box in the front yard, you know. You know what I'm talking about. It's the big green like electrical hub box that you see in neighborhoods that you know have all the no danger voltage and all that on it well the snow would pile up and we would get our shovels and we would uh, direct that snow up over these boxes and then we would (laughs) we would sled down these things and have like um um what is it man of the hill or whatever it is king of the hill and, you know, you try to knock each other off. We'd throw snowballs at each other. And we could jump off that and, like, land on our backs in the snow and just, like, disappear. I mean, it was great as a little kid. I I still hate that, you know, my kids don't get to experience that. So, you know, maybe I'll have to plan a trip somewhere with my kids next year around this time. Find somewhere with a lot of snow and just go um, let them do that closest I've come to accomplishing that was a few years ago when we were visiting all the in-laws in California we went to Tahoe I believe it was and we they okay it wasn't so much as snow as it was ice it was very hard packed down and tread on uh, sledding area Um, and so we got the sled a little bit but to get back on track you know the the snow here is basically irrelevant it doesn't exist and I, I will never um, f- 
forget a few years ago uh, when the snowmageddon hit. It was probably 2013 because um, Kinsley wasn't born yet and she was born in March of 2014. So yeah, it was 2013 and we were living in this little white house um, not far away from the church in Jonesboro, Georgia. And my wife was working a job up in Atlanta near the Chick-fil-A headquarters. And uh, she called me and was leaving work. And the snow was, you know, by Georgia standards, was pretty bad. But in reality, it was just a dusting on the road. And they had, like, the National Guard out driving down the road, giving people water bottles and filling people's gas tanks up because no one was prepared. Like, no one was prepared. And, and you know, not just people weren't prepared, but the, the, the government, the counties, you know, Georgia as a whole wasn't prepared for this. And so there were no salt trucks anywhere. Um, I remember hearing that... Um, you know, good Samaritans were getting out there with shovels attached to their trucks, you know, plows, and going out there and hitting the road to save the day, and amen to those people, you know, but my wife was coming home, and the only route home was on the freeways, and 75, 285, whatever it was, and it was packed, and she left early because, you know, once she was pregnant, I mean, like, very pregnant, so March, so she was very pregnant at the time, and it was our first baby, and so this was a whole new world for us. And so she was very emotional. And then she was what, you know, typically would take maybe an hour, an hour and a half on a bad day. It took her multiple, multiple hours to get home. And I believe she got home after dark. I mean, she left work early and she got home after dark. And it was pretty, pretty crazy. Um, and she was hearing stories that people were giving birth to their babies in taxis or on the side of the road because they can't get home. And so she called me crying. Oh my goodness. What am I going to do? I can't get home. Oh my goodness. Can you come get me? And I was like, if I come get you, I'm going to get stuck. And then both of us will be stuck out here. That won't do us any good. So I said, you're not, you're going to be fine. Um, well, she got home and then the next day her coworker, uh, told her it took her 24 hours to get home I just it's just hilarious to me like that Georgia is so unprepared for for snow something that most of the rest of the country you know <laughs> gets to look forward to we dread it you know um so it it, it cracks me up I we had um friends from Indianapolis call us and be like man what's going on with you guys down there there's nothing all the pictures that are on the internet you know circling you know circulating about it it's like there's nothing there I said I know I know it was it was hilarious but you know all that aside it it's um it's a great time of year and you know like I said I I love all the Christmas music I love the Christmas stories one of the ones that I love um, the most is I love Bing Crosby and White Christmas um, and um, with Danny Kay and that was just really good. Um, the music's great and there's a couple of things that we always you know kind of skip through there's a couple parts but it's really good and I like it a lot um, and the one that uh, makes will definitely date me a little bit 
but it came out in the 90s and uh, a lot of y'all know what this is and you've probably seen it but people my age will appreciate this I'm 33 so if you're 33 you probably watched this one it's the Muppets Christmas Carol and um, with I think it's uh, Tim Kane oh I forget I think that's right and um, it's just really good all the music is really good it's really sweet like there's nothing in it at all that I that you know like I can let my kids sit there and watch it and I don't have to be worrying about what it is and uh, and as a parent in today's culture that's that's a rarity especially with these new things coming out but I think my all-time favorite Christmas um, movies are the Tim Helen Santa Claus movies there's three the, you know the Santa Claus and then um, the one where the uh, he has to get married to stay Santa and then the third one is uh, with Jack Frost and spoiler if none of y'all watch these, these movies in the third one Jack Frost played by Martin Short basically hijacks the uh, being Santa he tricks Santa into basically renouncing Santahood and um, become Santa and um, then uh, Tim Allen as Santa has to go back and uh, kind of devise a way to trick him back out of it and there's a couple plot holes there I think that are kind of odd but um, it's, it's fun um, and I every year I enjoy watching those three with the kids um, relatively um, carefree movies you know and Tim Allen by Hollywood standards is like ultra conservative you know if that's even a a plausible thing as an actor to be ultra conservative you know but compared to everyone else he's he's kind of frowned on in most of the Hollywood circle and um, and there was a lot of all about that when this the new uh, Lightyear animation came out about how he wasn't going to be playing Buzz Lightyear after decades and decades of being the voice of Buzz Lightyear um so it was really odd to me well initially it was exciting because um I saw that Tim Allen was returning to make another Santa Claus um movie this year and so I was really like, oh, yes, you know, Tim Allen's, you know, conservative, you know, and he's he's going to if he, if he returned to this project, it's because he's he's laid some ground rules and this will, you know, be what we're all familiar with. Well, when it finally um, came out and aired, I started it and I was like, oh, this is great. And then I realized it was going to be a series. And immediately, immediately, I was disappointed because movie franchises like that, in my opinion, that want to capitalize on the nostalgia and the familiarity and the love of those fans to cash cow it into a series and, you know, make what could be a really cool hour and a half movie into this like prolonged unnecessary charade you know that that was my first response at least in my mind when I'm watching this first apparently episode 
and I was proven pretty right. I mean, right right away. I mean, after the first, because it aired with a couple episodes out or something like that. And um, and I'm talking about on Disney Plus. And I know I'm going to have a lot of people be like, oh, how can you have a Disney Plus subscription? And, you know, we're talking about that in our house. And, um, you know, so bear with me. So don't don't throw too much shade my way right now. So just bear with me. So I'm watching the first couple episodes and it becomes evident to me that one, I felt like Tim Allen caved and he kind of portrayed us all in, in a weird way. And it was so disappointing to me. It was so disappointing um, because the, the, uh, the entire, I mean, sorry, so bear with me. There's going to be some spoilers ahead. Um, so just if you haven't seen this yet and you've wanted to see it, turn this off right now. Or you could be smart and listen to what I'm about to say and watch this with this in your mind. So you can, um, you know, look at it with maybe a different a different slant. Okay. So before I go any further, I'm going to say this. They completely altered the tone of the original movies and made it a political statement masked in nostalgia. Okay, that's that's just, in my opinion, what they did. Not to say elements of it aren't enjoyable, because that wouldn't be true. Um, Tim Allen, Santa portrayals the same with some of his physical appearance, appearances being different, uh, but um, all that still kind of feels the same um, with you know, with some exceptions that we're about to go into. Okay, so the kind of really starts when Mrs. Claus um, starts feeling odd about not having a first name. You know, we we all know Santa Claus, and um, and he and Santa Claus, you know dominates the the Christmas culture and um and he's kind of like the one that saves the day and Mrs. Claus is always kind of portrayed as this frumpity old woman who just knits stuff and does nothing and there's no there's no name it's just Mrs. Claus right so this series focuses really hard at least as of to what I've what I've seen you know they release it slowly so I'm reviewing this as I've seen what I've seen so far and like four or five episodes or something like that well it focuses on Mrs. Claus feeling like she has no identity because she has no first name and she starts resenting this more and more and more to the point where it starts to feel like she's just angry and to me it starts the tone of the original movies has completely changed whereas like she was her you know her and santa you know she became uh, mrs claus and then um they were they were gonna just save christmas and they were gonna make christmas the best and everyone they loved their lives they they were having kids and it was so great well Apparently in this, 
she hates being mom. She doesn't hate it, but she starts resenting the fact that she doesn't apparently have this identity that she um, can connect to anymore. And they, her and Santa start having conversations about, you know, stepping down as Santa and passing on the mantle. And, you know, one, she's feeling this way. And then her husband, Tim Allen, Santa Claus, is having, um, like his magic is failing. So he's starting to feel like, oh, you know, the, the love that he had for the job, the love he had for being Santa is just dissipating with, you know, the fact that like the Christmas spirit is dying. And, you know, that's kind of, that's kind of on its nose. Okay. Because how many Christmas movies talk about Santa needing the, the magic of Christmas to be uplifted and supported through the foundation of uh, belief in Santa from children. I mean, that's that's in so many things. I mean, I mean, uh, Elf, for instance, it's the same type of deal. So that's kind of whatever. And I and I'm and I really like the idea of Tim Allen's character as Santa wanting to maybe retire. I think that's a cool plot point. Uh, I because you know in this show his his he has two kids that are teenagers and they have grown up in a very closed world they've never been outside of the north pole and they don't have any friends they they they're just completely isolated with with elves and their parents so i i I, as a parent i think it's cool the way they they went there like you know is this best for my kids now that um that they're growing up are they going to be able to thrive here well he starts thinking the answer is no and um then later on he finds out that his two kids his son and his daughter are the only two human children that have ever lived and been raised in the North Pole um, they don't explain that they just say oh well you're these are the only two so he's like oh this there's there's no history to show that um, our kids will 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 thrive here so they make a very clear-cut decision spoiler alert to pass the mantle on to um this new santa who they interviewed and who has a daughter and blah 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 that's we're not really going there so we're gonna go we're gonna we're gonna jump a little bit so they um decide to be sent back to chicago and so they start making their preparations to transition back into basically civilian life you know reality and live as you know not santa and mrs claus and all that and while they're making preparations um mrs claus has a conversation with who is now the the head elf who um until this series was a non-existent character she only you know she's not a carryover character um, like, you know, you'd expect for like Bernard or something. She's a new character introduced as the the number one elf. And her husband is this, the comic relief elf. Um, and I can't remember his name, but um, he's the comic relief. And um, Mrs. Claus is having a conversation with her. And 
the head elf is saying, oh, you know, you can't do this, this, and this, you know, talking about like the bylaws and like the do's and don'ts of, you know, the Santa Claus. And Mrs. Claus looks at her and says, oh, maybe you should be Santa. And she says, oh, well, um, no, elves can't be Santa. And Mrs. Claus is, uh, responds and says, oh, well, that's just another stupid rule, uh, you know, and gets kind of huffy about it. And, you know, maybe I'm overthinking it. Y'all tell me if I'm overthinking it. And, you know, and you can tell me this by, you know, you can follow me on um, Instagram at whatever the podcast. Um, and you can comment on there and drop me a message or you can email me at whatever the podcast at yahoo.com. So if you feel like you want to correct me on this, please do. I'd love to hear from you. But to me, it felt like she was trying to make this kind of woman empowerment statement that, well, not because you're an elf, you should be Santa, but because you're a smart woman. So you should just be Santa. And the elves can't be Santa kind of felt like a women can't do a man's thing. And Mrs. Claus was like, oh, well, that's that's absurd. This is ridiculous. Like a very, like, just let's uproot all the social norms. And let's just, you know, it just felt very political to me. And that on its face probably wouldn't have brought me to that conclusion if it hadn't been for what happens later. Okay, so they, they transition. They're getting ready to transition to go back to... Chicago, and then um, they, um, the elves start doing this like improv dance singing thing that's very ridiculous. I, I hate it. They do this like multiple times through the series. Absolutely hate it. It's so dumb. And uh, I don't, I don't know whose call that was, obviously, but it's ridiculous. Well, all the elves are dancing in the hallway, and they hold up these signs to say we love you Santa and well they make a mistake and they spell out we love you Satan and then everyone acts all startled and like oh and runs and gets in place and Santa's like oh okay and basically gives them the approval that they fixed it well as you can imagine the, the internet blew up saying that this is an overt like s- statement in a movie from a very liberal leaning anti-Christian anti-traditional family you know company you know I maybe um I mean maybe that's true uh, I I I think it's maybe a stretch but I mean I you know knowing what they're trying to push in front of kids these days absolutely wouldn't be surprised if that wasn't somebody's agenda well so they um they have this really awkward internet shattering moment and um, then they get sent back to their lives in Chicago and they have to come up with a cover story essentially as to like where they've been, why they haven't been reachable, why you can't, you know, like where have we been? Well, so they're sitting around talking about what are we going to tell people? Because his wife, if you remember from the second movie, was the principal, a very mean, cold, rigid principal who hated Christmas and hated everything um, joyous about the season until Tim Allen stole her heart, gave her a baby doll, and made her believe in Christmas all over again, and it was really great. 
and her son Charlie was emotionally disturbed um, because he couldn't tell anybody that his dad was Santa, so he was acting out, blah, 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 long story short, history. Well, so she's coming back and going back to her school and going back to work. Um, so Tim Allen's like, oh, we, you know, you know, we have the cover story. So they're sitting down and Tim Allen says, oh, I think the bush pilot stories is great. An Alaskan bush pilot. I'll tell people that I was an Alaskan bush pilot and in the remote parts of Alaska, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, okay, well, um, I've actually, there's a slight alteration here because I've been telling everybody that I was the bush pilot. And that I actually had to save your life one time and blah, 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 blah. And Tim Allen's character, you know, clearly you know, clearly is a little like, oh, okay. Well, as it, does, it progresses, I mean, it gets more and more. It's like she's now like, okay, now I'm, I'm back in the saddle and I'm, I'm the focus of, of everything. And, and she's even a little in my opinion, a little snarky with, um, ex Santa at this point, um, which I felt I just a complete tone shift for me. Um, and there's a point where, um, she's sitting there again, they're having another conversation in their home and she says something like, yeah, well, uh, oh, cause it's just, you know, I just don't want people to think that I needed, uh, you know, a man. Well, because because I don't. You know, it's like you know, really, like until this series aired, Mister and Mrs. Claus were happy. They loved each other. They they were having a baby. It the last movie ends with them having a baby, and then it starts with them having two kids now that are teenagers. And then she hates being Mrs. Claus. I don't know if that's going to change. I don't know if. By the end of this uh, series, maybe they're in, they end up back in the North Pole. I don't know. Um, it's still progressing. I'm just talking about what I've seen so far and why I've been really disappointed in this um, series as it is right now. I'm I'm getting really tired of everything being turned into a political opportunity to push garbage in front of the kids. And at the holidays, it makes me that much more upset. You know, don't don't ruin all the old good stuff that made people feel festive and brought families together to laugh about good, funny things. And that I didn't have to worry about what my kids would see and that I might not even realize they're absorbing. Um, kid, things don't go over a kid's head as much as it used to. I mean, our kids now are exposed to so much more than we ever were as kids. I mean, I know that's a fact. My wife and I, Vera, were talking about this just the other day that my daughter is eight, almost nine. Our son, Jackson, he's four, almost five. Uh, some of the questions they'll bring to us are just crazy. I mean, sometimes I don't even know why he's asking this. I don't even know where he's heard this. He goes to, he's in K4, so he's around other kids the same age. I mean, clearly he's hearing things from kids um, at the age that I just would have never thought, you know, and I'm not talking like bad sexual things necessarily. I'm, I'm talking just about, um, things that I don't even know why he'd be aware of them. Um, so having all these new fun, traditionally family friendly, 
uh, movies and series come back and being twisted and shifted and just basically politicized to the point where I don't even recognize it for what it was makes me sad and I'm getting very tired of of all this stuff once again y'all these are my thoughts and these are my opinions but whatever whatever